But yeah, let's get into the shit. Hello. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you, Crystal. I'm gonna drink some coffee. Inspired by many Saturday morning conversations with some of my best friends, sipping away into coffee crackouts, talking about life. In this podcast, my friends and I discuss when we've either made smart choices or most likely didn't, discussing topics all across the board. We're just sharing our experiences, thoughts, and feelings that we hope you can relate to. When I came up with the idea for this podcast, I knew I wanted it to be something you can listen to that feels like you're just sitting here talking with us. So listen and let us know if you can relate. So... I'm recording today with Crystal Smith, one of my very best friends. She works in mortgage. If you need a house, hit her up. Alone. I can't find you a house. Okay. Whatever. You know what I mean? If you need a loan, if you need that paper, hit her up. She's a cancer. Anybody who's a match, she's taken. Um, I'm sensitive. She's a sensitive soul and she gets a little crabby. (laughs) But I will cut your throat. If you cross me. That's fucking accurate. I know from personal experience. <laughs> personal achievement, choosing a sober life sofa? Sofa. Choosing a sober lifestyle. Yes, bitch. And her shoe collection is extensive, which is absolutely accurate. It is. Upcoming achievements. She's about to pay her car off, but from my understanding, shopping may have interfered. Yeah, a little bit. We're going to have to push that deadline back a few months. Okay. Well, it's going to happen eventually. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's jump right into the questions. What does the term friend mean to you? The friend term friend is somebody that you can rely on that can also rely on you and trust like full, utter, complete trust goes both ways and somebody that you actually love spending time with not just like hey i haven't seen you in a while let's hang out and -hmm. then you talk about it but it never happens yes and i have many friends like that and i always feel guilty because i'm like this is me right i'm the one not showing up Uh, me too the term friend is someone that i know will hold my darkest secrets and wipe my tears when i cry but is also going to completely cheer me on is going to even when I'm doing something that's like fucking nuts, aka creating a podcast, mm-hmm. they're gonna be like, "Yes, bitch, when's my episode? Are we gonna record? What's up?" And just fully support me. Someone who supports all my decisions, good or bad, but is not afraid to call me out on my bad decisions. Yes. So that's a big piece. Like somebody that's gonna be honest with you and be like, "Hey, I really don't agree with what you're doing, and I don't think you should be doing it. But if you're gonna do it, I still love you." And I have some friends who will call me out on my bad decisions and literally be like, but let me know how it goes. Like, I just want to know how it goes Mm -hmm. and we'll work through it. And those are the best friends to have. The ones who are like, fuck yeah, do it. But if it goes left, it'll be fine. A lot of things go left in my life. (laughs) Yeah, but it's always like, you're going to be okay. We'll figure Mm -hmm. it out. Yeah, exactly. And even like the friends who are like, I don't necessarily want to say like watchers, you know, like the ones that are, they're your friends, but they're like sideline friends, you know, like they're not always every day in your life. Yeah. 
but they're still like your friends. Like I have a friend who lives across the fucking country, but I still consider her a friend. I haven't seen her in many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to her like face to face or even over the phone in many years, but she's still someone who I'm sure like I just sent her the Facebook invite to like my podcast and she was one of the first five people you know what I mean so I know like she still supports me and I don't have to talk to her so I still consider that a friend like so there's layers yeah like ogres there's layers like an onion I just got that (laughs) oh well so what's an acquaintance to you an acquaintance to me is somebody that there's layers to acquaintances too because it's like you have your work air quote friends they're really acquaintances they're like situational friends yep like if you go to a meeting and you chit chat with a person here and there or whatever Mm -hmm. but never actually hang out outside of that acquaintance um you go to work you talk to these people about your life or whatever never see them outside of work or go out of your way to talk to them about their lives acquaintance yep my five thousand friends on facebook Acquaintances. Yep. I mean, not all of them. You know what yeah. I'm saying, though. But, like, I'm not going to tell you about my life or, like, what's really going on. I'm mm-hmm. probably just going to talk about my cats and, like, you know, how I'm trying really hard to pay that car off. I don't respond to my Facebook acquaintances. You don't? Nope. Some of them send me messages and I'm just, like, not responding. <laughs> that's all you get. You yeah. can message me. That's fine. But And, like, I have some... Facebook friends or whatever that are definitely Facebook acquaintances that at one point in time were friends. Mm -hmm. They're just acquaintances now because we're not friends anymore. My life is different. Your life is different. You do you and I do me. And like, I'm one of those people though, if someone, even if they're an acquaintance, posts something that's like an achievement, Mm -hmm. I'm liking it. Right. I'm shedding the love on you because I want the same thing reciprocated but I'm not going to message you and be like, hey, oh my God, congratulations, because I don't really feel that way. I feel like, good job, thumbs up, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I want to take note in this, you know? Right. And I think I have the same respect. Like, around my sober birthdays and stuff, Mm -hmm. I'll get some former friend, now acquaintance, people shoot me a message and be like, hey, I'm really proud of you. Those I respond to, but not all of them, because Mm -hmm. some of them are DM slide-ins, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so, I know what you're trying to do there. You just were like, ooh, this is an opportunity. No, it's not. No, Ulterior motives. Total motives. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) boy-bye. We'll get you a cat. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's all I need. And, you know, it, you know, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, how creepy is it that, I, like, for an hour at a time, I'm just scrolling, 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 and, like, I see a clip of your life and a clip of her life and his life, but I'm not, like, actually in your life. If I really wanted to find out, like, are you married? Do you have a kid? Where do you live? Like, I can just pop on social media and then forget about it. But, um, so how many true friends do you have? I'm going to say 10. Okay. 10 or less, but ballpark. Not including family or my sponsor or Connor's family. Okay. I'd say I legit have not including family, sponsorship, definitely less than 10, but there might be like three people I'm forgetting about. So more Mm -hmm. than five, less than 10 true friends. Like people I know that I could call stranded on the side of the road at three o'clock in the morning and they're getting in their car. Mm-hmm. Like true real friends who dead ass asleep see me calling at 2 a.m. Yeah. And are like, I have to answer my phone now. Yeah. 
like pre-plans somewhere else doing something else would drop their plans and come to me yes real friends yeah and like maybe that's an extreme definition of a real friend but like I'm that kind of friend Mm -hmm. I could be you know five hours away from you and you call me and you're like I need you I'd be like okay I'm sharing my estimated time of arrival (laughs) in google maps and this is when I'll be there don't move Mm -hmm. don't blink (laughs) I'm coming don't move a muscle yeah just stay where you are do you need snacks should I stop and get coffee? Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? Because that's Aww. a real friend. Yeah. And I think I have at least seven of those, not including family or or my lineage. Yeah. My entire sponsorship tree. If I took them out of it, definitely less than 10, more than five. Mm-hmm. Also, the type of people that are like, I don't know if I was going through something and I was like, hey, I just need somebody here with me. And it's not somebody that's like, oh, okay, well, what do you want to go do? It's like, I don't really want to go do anything. I kind of just want to sit here and do nothing. A lot of the time people will be like, no, like that's kind of boring or they won't flat out say it and they'll just be like, nah, um, well, I'm busy. I have this thing to go to. No. Right. That is not a friend. It's like, okay, you need me. I'm, I'm coming. Way. Yeah. And we're going to have fun doing nothing. Yeah. If we're laying in your bed, each watching our own YouTube videos. Yes. Silently sitting there, fucking whoever's crying, we're both crying, right. whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what we're going to do because sometimes you just need a person there. Yeah. Who's like not your person, mm-hmm. right? Who's like not Connor. Yeah. Or for me, like not Callie the dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just need an actual person around I think living in Oxford taught me that like sometimes I really Mm -hmm. do just need a person and obviously you don't realize that until you leave Oxford and then you're like all my people Mm -hmm. where are they that was such a weird transition it was hard from living with 10 women to living with one that Mm -hmm. had a completely different schedule than me yeah it was weird that had to be rough it wasn't rough it was just like okay I need to sit with myself and be okay with myself and not feed off of energy Mm -hmm. and whether it's good or bad chaos going on around me like fuck yeah I need to be okay with myself and I need to be able to go going grocery shopping by myself I couldn't do it the first like three weeks I was out I was like how do I go run errands alone yeah hello sirens yeah no even like you and i used to go almost every saturday shopping and i went by myself i was so lost i was like who do i get approval through right like myself i, I need validation through somebody alone. else you haven't right no the last two times I've gone shopping, I took Rainy with me. Right. I was like, I need my girl. I need you to tell me if these jeans look good because the jeans didn't fit. Yeah. So we got some that finally fit, mm-hmm. which was actually an awesome experience because they were too big. So it was like, see? Hell yes. Look at you. I'm not as big as my body dysmorphia tells me. <laughs> Dang. That's a whole nother conversation in itself. It definitely is. I should make that a podcast topic. Yes. Somebody my body dysmorphia was really bad that day. Who has it on your spectrum? And then my spectrum. Mm -hmm. Because they're kind of opposite, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that where friends become really important because I've had you tell me, I don't know how many times, that's not what you actually look like. Oh my Mm -hmm. God, I'm totally going to cry. Like so many times I've had not only you, but other friends when I'm like looking in the mirror and I'm seeing something 
five times bigger than what reality is Mm -hmm. because my brain does that to me and then one of you will walk into the hallway or whatever in the old house and be like oh my god you look so good and my brain immediately says to me she's only saying that because she sees how gross you are yeah and she's trying to confuse you or not I would never say oh they're a liar in my head but I'd be like oh they're only saying that to make me feel better because Mm. they know how horrible I look Mm. and it's just like when friends can actually tell you that's not the reality like when Talia and I went to the Bahamas Mm -hmm. so many times she saved myself from my brain yeah like and I don't think I ever really like told her that but like I know that because she knows me so well because she's one of my very good friends she could probably see it Mm -hmm. like seeing the wheels turning in my head and she would just be like that looks fantastic you're perfect how you are like shit like that yeah and I don't think she even realized what she was doing in the moment but it was making me comfortable enough to go with her tiny little beautiful ass right. out on the beat you know what I mean because like oh. when you have like gor- like I have gorgeous friends I'm fucking blessed yeah not saying that I'm ugly but my friends are fucking beautiful to me so when I'm like on the beach with one of my beautiful friends it, my psyche is like how am I gonna fuck Crystal's day up here we go uh, yeah what <laughs> I'm ready and I am so rough on myself to have my friends tell me you look great or oh my god I love that swimsuit like Mm -hmm. the the girl swimsuit psyche bullshit is it's important to have those friends who know what your self-conscious shit is to be able to offset that just Mm -hmm. with words and it's crucial it really is I mean I'm pretty sure you're the only person I've ever allowed to tell me you need to eat more (laughs) really (laughs) When I hear somebody else say, you look like you need a cheeseburger or you don't hardly ever eat or whatever, I'm sorry. Did you want to die today? Yeah. Do you want me to kill you? That is, See, you, you have no like that. room to talk. Like, don't tell me what I need to do. But when you do it, it's because I know that you know me because mm-hmm. you're my real friend. And it's like, you know what I've gone through. Yeah. Other people, I'm like, just well, yeah. fuck off. Well, plus you don't tell somebody you look like you need to eat more. I just, I make food and I have you eat some. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I already ate, but I'm going to make some shit. Right. And she's going to eat this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand there and I'm going to watch her eat it. Yeah. I'm like, it's time to eat some Okay. Food. Well, it's like, especially when you've gone through that yourself, like now I don't struggle with that issue anymore of choosing not to eat. Mm-hmm. And so when I see it, from my own personal experience in my friends, I know that if somebody had told me, have you eaten today? Yes, I totally have. And I haven't. Mm-hmm. I've drank water. You know what I mean? Right. And taken diet pills at the peak of my problem. Like th- that was my food. And so what I would do is somebody would ask me if I ate or somebody would try and get me to eat. I'd tell them that I had. Now, had they put the food right in front of me, I know for me and my existence, I couldn't hide it at that Mm. point so I would have to eat and so honestly it's like a mental fucking that I'm doing to you in the moment I'm like hey I'm making oatmeal I fucking hate oatmeal and you know that but I would make it and just be like help me eat this and nine times out of ten you know I'd eat most of it but then for my own like sanity because I care about you I'd be like well I know that she ate something today you know what I mean like when in the dark times like I know Mm -hmm. that you eat but I mean like when it gets rough Mm because it's gotten rough before so I'd be like, okay, no, she ate at least something. She got yeah. some iron in her system. So she got some protein in there somewhere. Exactly. So. And that's like. That's a real friend. That's love. Because like I I know that when it got really bad for me, like I was a 17-year-old 
who probably should have weighed like 170 pounds for mm-hmm. like my height and build mm-hmm. and I weighed like 120 140 max mm. and it was just like I mean I thought I looked fire right. but I look back on the pictures now and I'm like no that was not cute no it's like where did you go mm-hmm. literally I can't find you oh you're behind that twig yeah <laughs> those camouflage pants hid you Ugh. but I I love my friends that love me and show me in little ways like that mm-hmm. where it's like oh you see my self-conscious brain spinning so you're gonna shut it down by essentially telling myself I'm wrong yeah by giving me a compliment or show me how much you love me and I have a lot of friends who do that right who don't eat and from past personal experience I'm just like what can I do to change this Mm. and so I'll just make food for myself and share it yeah because I like food and we all love food right we all need to eat but sometimes our brains fuck us up yeah and you just gotta show love in some way Yes, and you are a good cook. Right? I, on the other hand, literally burn water. (laughs) So, I'm very blessed to have a friend like you who can cook and teach me how to cook. I love teaching people how to cook. Yeah. It's enjoyable because a lot of people think that they can't cook or they can't learn how to do it. And then once you finally do, it's like an accomplishment. Mm Mm-hmm. Huge. I don't know. Let's ask more questions. Okay. Describe the best friend you've ever had. Bless you. I coughed. Thanks. <laughs> um, this fall weather got me sniffly. The best friend that I ever had was somebody who I didn't necessarily see as such an important person in my life at the time, but they were always there for me, would always tell me the truth, or would just listen when I needed to vent. When I would go out and be like, oh, I'm never going to talk to him again. He's so stupid. He went and did this with her and him and man. I never want anything to do with him again. And she would say, okay. And then I would go back mm-hmm. and she would still be there. And I was just like, this bitch going through the depths of hell with me and back and still loves me. That's something. But um, I also realized that. I was able to be a real true friend uh, because this was in sobriety Um, and before I had never really truly been a good person to anybody so I was like able to show up for somebody and I didn't have any ulterior motives you know like I care about this person I know this person's family and history and what triggers her and what makes her laugh and I know how to cheer her up and I know how to piss her off so it's um I don't know and she's still near and dear to me and we have gone through our shit but we have come back and it's literally like if I haven't seen her for months and I see her it's like nothing ever happened you know like let's just catch each other up on what happened I'm proud of her she's proud of me um she's super beautiful she's a little bit funny not that funny (laughs) not as funny as me but it's fine (laughs) but it's okay yeah my best friend that I've ever had is no longer with us. She passed away. But she, in a previous episode, I talked about this experience. I had gone to a birthday party or whatever. It was her sister's birthday. And the girls made fun of me for being fat. Go figure. My issues start from early childhood. Mm. And so I ran downstairs and I cried. And she came upstairs. She was like the big sister. She was too cool for us. You know what I mean? And i known her for multiple years at that point and she literally was like what's wrong with you and 
I was quote fat because I had started going through puberty. You know, I'd started maturing as a woman, started to get a chest and shit. And I was crying and she took me downstairs and I'll never forget that she, I explained to her why I was crying and she was like, they're literally just jealous Mm. because they're still flat as a board and they all look like little boys. Don't you dare let those girls make you cry. And coming from her because she was like the cool big sister I was like that's right (laughs) (laughs) and she became my best friend from then on and like um like her daughter's middle name is after my middle name Mm. and you know I was a very big part of her life and then once active addiction started for me literally like I started using my drug of choice and when she found out she fucking lost her shit on me she was like not like we won't be friends if you're doing that but she was like as your friend I'm not allowing you to do that like you need to stop and so we super drifted apart and there's been many times like first day of sixth grade these girls almost beat me up she came running out tiny she's tiny like she's really she was a small little blonde girl in these big chicks tried to jump me basically and she came running out like who's gonna die today (laughs) like (laughs) totally protecting me and then um I went through some serious bullying at the end of middle school and beginning of high school and she was still just there for me like who gives a fuck what they think I um would go through boy drama and would cry over boys and she'd be like he's a loser when Mm. he wasn't like there's some dudes aren't losers that make you cry I know and she would just be like he's fucking lame He's actually an amazing guy <laughs> still to this day the person I'm thinking of but you know she she had my back right like in sometimes even when I was wrong she had my back mm-hmm. and she loved me like she really did love me and I love her and like I love her so much that when it was time for her funeral like I couldn't go Mm-hmm. Like I sat outside getting in and out of the car, in and out of the car, in and out of the car till it was eventually over and I just left because I was just crying the whole time and I was trying, like her daughters were there, I was trying to put on my strong face and I couldn't do it mm-hmm. and like I was loaded so that played a factor but it was mostly like I couldn't handle the feels, all the emotions and I didn't end up getting to go and I still feel a lot of like guilt over that today because of all the people who should have been there, I feel like I should have been there. Of mm. all of her hundreds of thousands of friends. But I just, I couldn't bring myself to go inside. I, I couldn't, like, look at her daughters. And, like, I looked at the pictures of some of the funeral stuff after. She would have been so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been so mad. Why? The picture that they chose to be, like, you know, when people die, how they choose that, like, picture of their headshot or whatever. Yeah. It's a good picture. I know she liked that picture, but I know what her favorite picture was. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I know, like, what songs she would have wanted to have played, you know? And, like, it's so funny because every time... There's a stupid quote on Facebook, and it's really dumb. But it's like, when my best friend dies, I'm going right after because, of course, that bitch had to be first. Yeah. But, like, literally, I remember thinking in my active addiction mind well, I'm going to go out soon. Of course, that bitch had to be first. Like, before I ever even saw that quote, I was like, mm. oh, yep. She was always first at everything. And she was just an amazing... I mean, it was a tragic, horrible accident how she passed away. And I didn't... So when I got the phone call, um, I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I actually answered the phone call from... It was from another one of our friends. And I was like, what do you want? Because I didn't talk to them at this time. And she was like, you need to sit down. And I was like, no, just tell me what you want. Like, I don't even want to talk to you. And she was like, Crystal, I need you to sit down. And I need to talk to you right now. And I was like, what's going on? And she told me. And I fucking threw my phone 
across the room I started screaming I started Mm. throwing things I'm pretty sure I like ripped a shelf down and I was just like total manic chaos freaking out and my boyfriend at the time like came running into the room he's like what's going on he picks my phone up off the floor she's still our friend who called me is still on the phone and she tells him and I remember him just looking at me with this face of like oh there's no controlling this right now Mm -hmm. this is I gotta let this play out because if I try and get her to stop (laughs) I was definitely gonna attack it yeah (laughs) if he tried to get me to stop there's no doubt but he just like let me Mm. have it out and for like four days I just laid in bed and the loss of that friend you would think it makes you like realize how valuable your friends are but because I was so like screwed up at the time and just my disease of addiction was completely taking over me I just was like this is just another reason to use and everybody dies as a matter of fact I was like everybody always leaves me Mm. everything was about me I realized like all of our memories came flooding back to me all the like happy stuff like she taught me how to put on black eyeliner in the sixth grade okay that's how deep our friendship was (laughs) she taught me how to use tampons Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean yeah like some deep girl shit yeah like stuff that you know most people's moms would teach them not that my mom didn't teach me things but stuff that usually you learn from your mom like she was the person I was comfortable enough Mm. sharing that with like when I got my period (laughs) this is gory too but when I got that she was the first person I called on our home phone because we didn't have cell phones back then Uh I picked up the home phone line I called her and I was like I'm a woman (laughs) oh my god (laughs) like yeah she's like almost three years older than me yeah so when I was a sixth grader she was an eighth grader gonna be a freshman in high school and she was my best friend so I felt like the coolest person on the planet well can I side note yeah I mean, I'm sure your listeners don't really care or want to hear it, but... Um, I don't care what they want to hear. <laughs> when when I got my period, I was at my friend's house, and her and her whole family are Jewish. Mm. I got smacked across the face... Oh, my God. ...by her mom, and then a kiss. And I was like, oh, my God, what the... F- what, why? Right. And she's like, you're a woman now. Come into the bathroom with me. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> this <What>? is creepy. <laughs> Yeah, it got weird, and she was like, okay, here's a pad, and I was like, ugh, no, I don't want to just sit in that all day, ew, mm-hmm. but, you know, my mom couldn't teach me any womanly stuff at that moment, so, like, I figured it out on my own, but talking to my friends when, like, they got their period, I'm like, oh, you got smacked across the face, too, and they're like, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, what, I got the short end of the stick, <laughs> for real, but I was at day camp, okay? So it was rough. And I was wearing a skirt. It was bad. Really? Mm-hmm. I watched this girl in white pants in my English oh my class. Oh, God. She had no idea. It, like, she, that was her first time, right? Yeah. She, and she was, like, middle of the classroom. Class was over. She got up, walked away. Oh, poor thing. You did nothing. Don't I, poor thing her. You did nothing. No, you watched I, the train wreck go. I did nothing. I was like, you know, now if I could go back and tell my middle school or high school mm-hmm. self something, I would. But oh, I didn't do anything. Right? <laughs> no. few times I've done that where you just like don't do anything. And when you look back on those moments in retrospect, it's like, fuck, why wasn't I the good person right? that like ran up behind her with my notebook and was mm. like, hey, we need to Mm-hmm. and you know did that thing but like when you're that young you're just like <laughs> oh damn right so immature and just like mm-hmm. 
I've definitely learned to be a better friend as I've gotten older. Yeah. From either experiences where friends were messed up to me mm-hmm. or I was messed up to friends and I was like, oh, I don't want to be that person anymore and I shouldn't do that mm-hmm. and it's disgusting of me to conduct myself that way. And like even in recent experiences with some past friends, I realized that like to other friends, I was messed up because I wanted one friend specifically to continue to like me so because she didn't like them I didn't like them Mm -hmm. and it's like now today yes I believe in loyalty and yes I believe in showing that loyalty in a similar way to that but in a way that's respectful of the other person right you know because you can say like for example like you could not like somebody Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be rude to them but I'm not going to if they're one of my very best friends cut them off because you don't like them yeah we're just gonna have a mutual respect of like I'm not gonna talk about you when I'm with her and Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna tolerate listening to her talk about you right right and there's been moments where like I've been really good friends with someone and she didn't like another one of our really good friends and she would say like mean shit and I didn't cut her off and I should have cut her off I didn't participate in it I just sat there and listened but it's still participating yeah because I sat there and listened and now I know like okay I can be friends with you and I can be friends with them but they respect and don't talk about you so you respect and don't talk about them right because that's the most simple form of respect of somebody you don't like Mm. it's just not talking about them yeah I've been there for sure I mean a couple of my friends were talking about one of my really good friends and I didn't agree with her behavior but I also didn't stop Mm -hmm. them from talking about her like how terrible of a person she was and Mm -hmm. how they're gonna just trash her name and I didn't agree with that either but I literally just stayed silent right when I could have been like okay I don't really want to hear this like if you're gonna talk about this leave me out of it but retrospect learning being an adult the hindsight 2020 shit all that but it you have to have your own experiences you can't tell somebody I mean you could try to tell somebody hey like this is not okay yeah but you really have to experience it for yourself to understand the gravity of like what you're doing and what somebody else is doing yeah well and I didn't realize like how negatively I'm so selfish I didn't realize how negatively it affected me Mm -hmm. because I would feel like I wasn't telling my friend something because I just didn't want to tell her what the other person was saying you know like I didn't feel any freaking need to because I didn't agree with the other person in the first place right but at the same time I felt like guilty like oh I should tell her that she said this because she should know that she said this but if I tell her that then I'm telling her that I sat there and listened to her say this shit Mm -hmm. and that's just as fucked up so it made me realize like oh I can set a boundary and if that starts to happen I can be like hey I don't want to participate in this conversation and even just listening to you is me participating so we can either end this conversation or you can go have it with someone else Mm -hmm. because that's what true friendship is like I know that if somebody was sitting there talking about me I would want my friends to be like hey I don't agree and I don't want to talk about her like that or even if they do agree to be like I don't think we should be talking about her like that have you told her that Mm -hmm. have you told her you feel that way because I know you have it. Because mm-hmm. I see you kikiing here and there and everywhere and all yeah. Instagram and shit. So I know she <laughs> don't know you think that. No. Right? And I had some friends like that until I finally realized, like, oh, you're a totally different person with me than you are with everyone else. So then <sighs> this isn't authentic. No. It's not real. 
No. I, the older that I get, the less I care about what people think of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still shower. Right, right. <laughs> I no. still bathe. But I mean, like, if somebody, and this has happened with you, mm-hmm. like, somebody has been talking really badly about you, or I hear something that somebody said about you, I'm dropping what I'm doing, and I'm telling you. Because right. you're my friend, and I know you're going to be there for me, and you would do the same exact thing for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not okay. Sometimes, like, I need to bring, if that information has nothing to do with me, and I just found out, well, I'm not going to keep it from you. Especially if I know it's going to have a negative impact. I'm going to let you know, and then you can do what you please with it. Right. <laughs> if it's like you're going to sit down and have a conversation with that person, great. Or if you're going to take that information and then beat the shit out of them, great. Mm-hmm. I'll hold your earrings. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I'm not I scrappy. Got a, I got a hair tie for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I've had moments where like something has happened or somebody has said something that they heard from someone else, mm-hmm. either about me or about even one of my really good friends, and they're like, hey – did, I just want to let you know I heard this. You probably want to tell them or I felt I should tell you. And it's like even sometimes acquaintances. And I'm like, oh, shit, you, you're my friend. Mm-hmm. Because friends do that. Right. Friends tell each other when I heard this, I don't think this is true. Or I heard this and I know this is true, but it's being skewed mm-hmm. or it's being blasted when it's nobody's business to tell. Right. And like that's that's a showing up as a friend moment. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, okay, you aren't an acquaintance. You actually are a homie. Mm -hmm. Like, this was respect. Because I'm super sensitive. When I hear somebody has said something negative about me, and I'm just like, "Uh, why? Mm -hmm. What? And sometimes they're valid. I'm not saying that I'm a fucking angel. (laughs) Sometimes they're valid things. But sometimes it's just like, what? Mm -hmm. What are they even talking about? Mm -hmm. And... I realize in those moments when like friends like you have come to me and told me that like oh I need to be that friend and I either need to shut down conversations like that about other people or I need to tell them Mm -hmm. because that's the right thing to do that's what that's what love is (laughs) right um uh, what's your friendship criteria like when you're trying to make a new friend I see what you did there (laughs) (laughs) when I am trying to make a new friend uh goofy funny typically outgoing are must Mm -hmm. absolute must um as far as the ladies i don't typically like people who are like attention hungry or very uh what's the word loose i was gonna say slutty but i didn't want to be rude (laughs) um i don't like women that just show everything off that's not classy and it's like if I can't bring you around my family, yeah, um, I don't want you in my life. Pretty you know, much. it's just like, and I don't like people who are like you said earlier, one person with me, a different person with somebody else, like chameleon. I don't do that. I used to do that when I was using. I don't live that life today, so I don't want to surround myself because you usually are who you hang out with. Yep. I don't want to surround myself with that. So people who are like fun outgoing willing to try new things like typically people who have gone through some shit Mm -hmm. like can relate with i'm gonna be your friend you know but like people who always got good food um required i'm trying to think similar interests obviously yeah 
Um, like if you want to take me to uh, a play, probably stay out of my life. <laughs> Damn it. Well, okay, different. Like you wouldn't take me to a play ever. No, you you're would not take the me... person I would ask. No, you would take me to... Because I know you don't like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't take you to... Um... <laughs> I can't think. I would take you to anything. Yeah, because I'd be down for anything. Right. But I know, like, you're not the friend who I would invite to a play. But if you like did, that. and you had nobody else, and you really wanted me to go with you, I would. Yeah. You know? Okay, so scratch what I said before. Um, similar interests always help. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a negative person, either. Yeah. Mine, I... Pretty much everything you just said, I like creative people. I like driven people. I don't really look for friendships with men. All my criteria is pretty much based off women because I am one of those people who just who subscribe to the idea that boys and girls can't be friends. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing from my personal perspective. There's always... So this has like a line, right? So like I can have a guy friend when he's married, mm. right? Because I know he's loyal to his wife. If he was a guy friend who's married who I know is not loyal to his wife... He's not my friend. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mess with him. Loyalty is huge for me. So when I think of criteria, like I have some guy friend criteria, like I would consider Connor a friend, Mm -hmm. but he's like my friend because he's your man. Right. You know what I mean? He's like, he comes with the package. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever call Connor before I called you unless we're setting up like a surprise birthday party for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not happening ever. But because I know you don't do that. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. (laughs) But... Like, I, and like, my friend Alex, he's my friend because there is no chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just not, like, we have brother-sister vibes between us. Yeah. But other guys that I'm friends with, I don't talk to them unless it's necessary. They're not, like, somebody, I don't text any dude on a daily basis that I don't either work with mm-hmm. or is like a completely and entirely platonic set in stone like there's no room in the future for any confusion right friend but all my girlfriends like I like creative women I like driven women women who want to like expand their horizons like you're not the friend I would invite to a play but if it was a play about something that I know you would find interesting I'd be like hey I have these tickets Mm-hmm. I know you're probably apprehensive, but you're going to like this. Just try it with me once. Yeah. You know, or like, um, Talia, shout out to Tao. She did her first 60 minute yoga class today or whatever. Oh. I was like, yes, bitch, go. Yes, yes, yes. Just cheering her on because she's somebody who I see as someone who wants to grow mm-hmm. and she wants to change and she's willing to evolve. Even if that means like, stopping doing something that she did for a super long time like her previous job right Mm -hmm. like she did that forever yeah or at least as long as I've known her so it's my forever with her whatever (laughs) she did that for a long time and then she just completely like veered off moving in a completely different direction found something she loved and turned it into a career opportunity Mm -hmm. like I like goal-driven women Mm -hmm. and I look for people who are um, seriously emotionally deep because I am a person who can be talking about something like friendship and start crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, um, I'm a very emotional person. I'm super emotional today. It's, like, really rough. But um, I'm a super emotional person, and so I like to have friends who are capable of handling that Mm -hmm. because they have equally deep emotions, even if they show them differently. Like, I cry all the time. You, I've seen cry twice 
maybe. But they were like, ugh, that's okay. That's another thing is like, I have never been able to like full, like cannot breathe, <laughs> cry in somebody's arms. <laughs> you see me arms. do that so many times. <laughs> but like the two, I think two times mm-hmm. that it's happened, I ran straight to you. Mm-hmm. Straight into my room. I think you taught me, because you cry so much. (laughs) She cries a lot. It's got to release it somehow. It's that or hit something, quite frankly. I think it's fine. Now, I mean, I used to tell my sponsor all the time, I hate going to meetings and people cry. Or this new girl in my house, she cries all the time. Or like, I live with a bunch of women and they just start crying. I'm just like, I can't handle it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't feel what they're feeling. I can... I'm more empathetic, so I, f- I take on somebody's feelings, mm. but I can't be, like, sympathetic to, like, oh, I'm sorry, what do you need? How can I be there for you? I'm like, she's depressed, I feel depressed. Like, now we're both depressed, right. you know? But um, you definitely taught me how to be okay with somebody crying and how to sit there mm-hmm. and be like, I'm here for you. Just yeah. talk. You know, because that's all you need, right? Really, that's all I need. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need anybody to console me. I'm one of those people who, like, if I'm crying, unless I put myself in your arms, do not put no. your arms around me. Mm-mm. I'm crying because, literally, for me, most of the time, and most people probably don't know this, most of the time, if I'm crying, I know you've witnessed this. It's not because I'm sad. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm so fucking angry mm-hmm. that the choices are hit something not someone maybe someone but hit something or cry it out Mm -hmm. and I had to go through a lot of stuff to learn that you cry it out Mm -hmm. (laughs) you don't get you know physically angry Mm. and so it's an outlet and I I cry when I'm happy I cry when I'm sad I cry when I'm mad I cry when I'm frustrated and it's just so that I can get those emotions out and I love people who are willing to show those emotions however they show it whether it's like screaming yelling which one of them are fine or just like you know expressive people I like expressive yeah. people who are passionate who care about things like it's okay to just be like yeah isn't this great but I want somebody to be like dude look at how freaking cool this is oh my god check it out and like show that that true authentic feeling Mm -hmm. like that's what I want in a friend is someone who's comfortable showing me their authentic feelings Mm. someone who's goal-driven someone who is equally as comfortable being lazy and sitting around we're both gonna watch YouTube in silence and like probably send each other videos literally sitting next to each other (laughs) you know what I mean like I I also like my friends to be a certain kind of tough Mm. where they can literally be like dude you wrong Mm -hmm. like you big wrong you wrong wrong yeah and not be afraid to tell me that because I have people tell me I'm freaking intimidating or they will say like oh well I just didn't know how to say that to you and it's like you just fucking say it yeah you just tell me because you're not saying it now I'm a very trusting person Mm -hmm. and my trust is smaller Mm-hmm. because you didn't tell me something when you had the opportunity to and I'm pretty receptive like I receive things pretty well even in terms of like criticism and negativity I'm willing to be like okay like, even if it's just like okay yeah at least then I can take that and process it later mm-hmm. but I I don't think today I was in the past which is why I cry things out I'm not like a lashing out person like I'm not gonna scream at someone if they don't agree with me being creative being goal-driven being able to show emotion, being loyal. Loyal is a big deal to mm-hmm. me. Like, and it doesn't have to be like psycho clinger loyal, but like, you know, like we were just talking about showing up when it's time. 
being like, hey, that's my friend, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, don't say that. That's a big deal. Um, Things like that. That's a big part of my friend criteria. I would also, and probably the same for you, like to include dependability. Mm -hmm. Because I'm probably, like we were saying earlier, like you talk about, hey, like, yeah, we should get together and hang out um, eventually. And then you never do. That's not a friend to me. And I'm not being a good friend. If I say that over and over and over again and it never happens, Um, but also like if you make plans with somebody and then you always bail. Yeah. Always. Or you, something else always comes up and it's always dramatic and you know, whatever. It's like, that's fine. I don't need you. I really don't. And I am guilty of doing that to certain people. I can admit I'm a bad friend to some people and a lot of people have you know, drop me off of their genuine friends list because of that. And I mean, honestly, it hurt in the moment, but now I'm fine with it because also I have realized like people who used to be my friend, like they don't interest me anymore. And you, I don't know, you can't just be like, hey, yeah, so I don't really want to hang out with you because I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Right. You can't say that to someone, even when it's true. And that's the worst part is I wish that stigma would kind of be gone Mm -hmm. and that we could literally, but it would hurt them. Yeah. It's so ugly. Like, I wish you could just tell someone, hey, I'm sorry, I don't want to be friends with you anymore and it not be fucked up, Mm -hmm. but it's always going to be fucked up. Right. Like, can we just be acquaintances and not friends? You just got to let it When are they going to bring back the top five and you can just let somebody know oh my through MySpace? <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's equally fucked up and more. But still, it was a thing. Or Snapchat. Mm-hmm. That got a lot of people in trouble. It definitely did. But you were able to see like, oh, those are obviously It got a her. lot of people's mans in trouble, okay? I remember checking my dude's thing like, who's got your heart, Okay because it better be me motherfucker Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i've i've caught a few Mm -hmm. liars like oh i just uh it's friend or whatever then why you snapchatting each other every damn day sally spread her legs over here for real no offense to sally's it could be a becky whatever (laughs) true sorry sally (laughs) but yeah no i really wish you could gently tell someone hey i just don't want to be friends with you anymore but it's always going to be fucked up. Mm-hmm. I just do the cease contact thing. And like, you know, I've recently had to go through that. And the way that I found you can do this is you just say, I think we're just moving in different directions. Mm. Oh, that is huge. I actually just talked to one of my coworkers and his daughter is going into high school and growing up. She's had these two friends and um, it's about to change, girl. Yeah, like That's they fucked. they lived in the same neighborhood. They like did everything together, sleepovers, like first boy liking or whatever. And then this new girl moves into the neighborhood and the four of them are hanging out. Then she notices they're hanging out without her. And Uh-oh. then this new girl literally took her spot and she's like super nervous cuz she's like like, those are my best friends, and now they want nothing to do with me, and they're being mean to me, and her dad, like, asked me, like, what does she do? And I'm like, it's hard, and it's going to be hard for the next at least four years, because in high school... That's what matters. Right? You want your friends. That's what you care about. Because that's, that's your world. It's hard to make friends, like, genuine friends in high school, because... Uh, 
somebody always cares about like who's hanging out with who or mm-hmm. what group you're in but for anybody that ever goes through something like that like entering middle school or high school or a new job or new Oxford house whatever the case is like it's okay to not have 5,000 followers as long as you have five true friends yeah even one yeah even one somebody that is always there for you you're always there for them you have a good time you can not physically but like verbally beat the shit out of each other and then like kiss and make up right away and be on to the next thing but somebody who's Mm -hmm. like a genuine friend it's fine I don't know I just feel bad because I remember those days not necessarily with me because I was like chameleon Mm -hmm. alcoholic in high school so it didn't ever matter but I remember seeing a lot of people go through that it's gonna be okay yeah well and I think like for me what I had to realize and I realize this in sobriety that like plug and Beyonce for real like me myself and I like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day if I'm not my best friend to me I can't be a good friend to another person Mm -hmm. and all the things that I beat myself up over if I can just stop doing that to myself then I can show up for other people and I had to realize like a lot of our our thoughts and feelings are influenced by our friends right like in the same empathic way like I take on the thoughts and feelings of my friends and I had to realize like I need to form my own thought patterns Mm -hmm. there's certain things that I believe and I prescribe to that some of my friends don't and there's certain things that they believe and they you know, are about that. I'm just like, I don't think that's right, but that doesn't take away the fact that they're a good friend to me and I'm a good friend to them. We can have a difference of opinion Mm -hmm. and still love each other and still be there for each other. I don't have to like, if, if you're doing something that I seriously don't agree with, like the universal you, I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that's like so severe to the point where like, I can't be friends with you anymore. And it's because of that one thing that's one of those moments where I wouldn't feel afraid and I would be like I don't want to be friends with you anymore because of this yeah because it it would be me being the best friend I can be to myself Mm -hmm. and showing up for myself authentically like this is not something that I'm willing to participate in and now I just realize like oh then I'm gonna show up I'm gonna be that friend who like if I say I'm coming up to your house on a Sunday Mm -hmm. and I I realized oh my god I had a pre-commitment like today I totally forgot when I said okay I'll be there at two that I had the activities committee at two yeah second I realized I was like actually I'll be there at 3 30 because I wasn't going to cancel those plans like mm-hmm. we had plans I wanted to see your new place I really wanted to see your cats to be honest they're pretty cute <laughs> they're and adorable. worth it definitely and you're pretty cute so you know oh, you're worth it thanks and I was like well I'm just gonna have to push this back a little further yeah so I can still show up and mm-hmm. At the end of the day, all that matters is that you show up for your friends and you're honest with them to me. Mm-hmm. And your acquaintances too, quite frankly. Like if an acquaintance yeah. asks me something, I'm going to give them the same loving honesty and, you know, communication that I would with a friend mm-hmm. because that's how friends turn into, or acquaintances turn into friends. Yes, that's right? true. It's breaking those barriers. Though usually with acquaintances, they take longer, but everybody's an acquaintance when they first meet. Yeah. Like, I remember the very first time I saw you. I remember my very first thought, thinking you, thinking of you. You walked into the basement, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. We will never be friends. You got called on. We had the same name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll definitely never be friends. 
And then I come to interview at the house. Remember me and my mom were standing yep. on the deck and you came walking up the steps and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get into this house because that pretty girl lives here. Aww. And then we shared a room yeah. <laughs> for months mm-hmm. and became really close. So like realistically, like we were the definition of acquaintances. Never yes. knew you, didn't know anybody you know, had just met you at like one of the beginnings of the beautiful but mm-hmm. ending of the darkest times of my life, right? Yeah. And... It blossomed into a beautiful friendship. Mm-hmm. The same with Talia. I remember the first time I ever saw Tal when she came over to hang out with Sam and thinking like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll probably never be friends with her. And I've gone to the fucking Bahamas with her with my dad. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. thinking like where your friendships start and how they grow and how they change. And some of them fall off and some of them continue to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And it's it's important to build friendships that can grow through things mm-hmm. and past things. Like even when bad things happen and to know when to cut them off. Yeah. To know when to just end it because I've gone through friendships where I took too long Mm. (laughs) to end it because I wanted it to be the friendship that I thought it could be. Yeah. No, I feel it. What do you do? Do you have any questions for me? What do you feel you've learned from our discussion? Oh, no more questions? Uh Uh-uh. No, those are the good ones. Okay. Hmm. Let me think. Uh... What is an absolute deal breaker, friendship, kill, like mood killer ever? Go. I mean, to be honest, and this is so funny because I've been single for so long, but (laughs) (laughs) you mess with my man, girl. Uh We gonna have a problem like Brandy and Monica and it's going down. Even if it's like my potential mans, you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh my god. Like he not my man's yet, but he gonna be and you try and slide. Uh, Girl, we're not friends. No, no, Bye. no. Because no, no. friends no. don't do that. No, that is fighting mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. That's the earrings are coming out, the hair is going up. I don't care if I break all my nails. Meet me in the street. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, that and for me personally, because it's happened a lot in the past, girls who are only friends with me to get with my brother. That has happened many times. Now to the point where I can like recognize it, mm-hmm. but especially in like high school and stuff, like mm-hmm. my brother's a very pretty man. And I'd have girls be like, oh, you're Kiefer's sister? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like, that's We're best annoying. friends now. And I'm just like, girl, no, we're not. Mm-mm. No, we're not. If you're trying to slide on my brother, why don't you go talk to him? Because yeah. I ain't going to help you. No. As of right now, you getting a bad review. I'm yelping your ass. You getting one star. <laughs> Third criteria, when, like, when I consistently show up for you and you don't reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're down, I try and pick you up. When you're up, I try and lift you higher. When you're, you know, melancholy, I try and introduce something that will change your mood. Like, I'm that friend, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't do the same for me, we're not really friends. Yeah. I'm your, I'm a fucking tool mm-hmm. to make you feel better. And no. That's not fair. Yeah. That would be my probably three things. Don't mess with my man. Don't go for my brother. And you better be able to handle my tears. Pretty much. Okay. For me? Mm-hmm. Same. Don't mess with my man. If you're the pursuer, I'm coming over mm-hmm. with uh, my, my friend who's very strong, her fist, <laughs> and my cutthroat words. <laughs> Machete. Yeah. Yeah, no, don't mess with my man or my family. And somebody who, like, I'm a convenience for them Mm. when they need it. Yep. Like, I can understand somebody who has, like, a best, best friend, right? But do not ever just run to me 
when they're not around and then when they come back around i'm nothing and you run back to them i had so done that to you before i'm so sorry that's okay i mean i'm sure i've done it to you i'm sure i know i have done it to a lot of people Mm -hmm. like a very sweet girl that we used to live with it was a convenience i feel so bad about that sorry like you're here with me right now i'm gonna be nice to you but then as soon as my friends come back bye did i hang out with you no no i didn't i don't like her no if somebody does that to me bye yeah don't come back yeah and don't ever ask me for anything whether it's help emotionally um financially i've definitely done that people done that to people and i've had it done to me Mm -hmm. and it's it's fucked up i'm like literally crying right now because i feel so bad that i've done that before but like Mm -hmm. you have to live through it to learn that it's wrong yeah you really do there's no other way it's and i'm sure some people like will understand what we're talking about right now and some people will be like how could you let someone do that to you girl you don't know what's happening Mm -hmm. until you're doing it and then you feel dumb which Mm -hmm. you shouldn't feel dumb that's not your fault it's the other person's fault but learn from that experience and understand like your worth and that you don't need to be treated like that and don't do it to somebody else yeah well i think that's a perfect place to end that okay well thank you for coming on with me today Yay! thank you for being a part of my podcast thanks for having me i'm so glad that i got to be a part of it even if i sound like an idiot or if i sound like um a genius (sighs) either way like I'm just happy to be here and be a part of this new journey with you because you're doing great and I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that and I'm really glad you got to be a part of this with me and I hope everybody else appreciates it and if they don't, well, why'd you listen to the whole end then? (laughs) (laughs) You're dumb for that. You ain't dumb for that, but um, thanks for the listen. (laughs) Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of the but to alternatives podcast please subscribe rate and review you can also find more information including links to our social medias and some of the things that we discussed today at our website but to alternatives.com we really enjoyed having you here with us today and please always remember make smart choices <laughs>